volunteer state. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and FallQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans. When looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee Lacing. And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... been a great Sunday for you across the state of Tennessee or wherever you might be listening. This is The Nation. I'm Chris Lowe with Austin Price. Starting to turn cold, Austin Price, but you'll be glad to know that I did hit the links yesterday. Good for you. I did break 100. Good for you. And uh, But probably about our last really good day we're going to have for golf because it's going to get cold this coming week. Oof. And uh, Tuesday is going to be rough. College football season sort of limping to a finish here as more and more teams are struggling. We knew this was going to happen with COVID issues. Mostly contact tracing is, is, the, big, is the big issue. Yeah, um, but that's what Tennessee's dealing with right now. Right, in Tennessee facing the Florida Gators this weekend, and the, and the Vols going to be uh, pretty thin. A lot of positions, aren't they, AP? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's going to be without some guys due to contact tracing Saturday. So, I mean, you that's look what I mean. Come, yeah. yeah, I mean, but – Starters on both sides of the ball, and, you know, that's something that, you know, Tennessee doesn't really disclose numbers or anything like that, but, you know, um, they'll be without some, some key pieces when they take on the Florida Gators coming up Saturday at 3.30. That game will be on CBS, part of a CBS doubleheader. Uh, of course, the nightcap will be Alabama and LSU in what surely will be a beatdown in Baton Rouge. Um, and then, uh, and then the the first game, Tennessee, Florida, three thirty. Well, and you're playing a Florida team that's uh, offensively about as potent as it gets, and, and a quarterback, Kyle Trask. Is you talk about a guy that's gone from. If you'd have mentioned Kyle Trask and the, and the word Heisman two years ago in the same sentence, somebody looked at you like you're crazy. I guess the same goes for Mac Jones in Alabama too, right? Yeah, no doubt. I I, I do think that you know, I, if if I was a betting man, I would still put money on Mac Jones to be Kyle Trask for the Heisman, unless. Trask can do something special the next uh, couple of weeks. Remember, they might face each other in the SEC championship game. Yes. And all Heisman ballots, you can still wait until after that game to cast your ballot. I'm a Heisman voter. And, and, you know, right now, those would be my – I don't know in what order, 
those would be my top two right now. Yeah, I, I think Mac Jones has had the better body of work. Uh, Trask probably, uh, you know, is doing more with less. Um, you know, offensively, Alabama's got every tool you can imagine. And Trask is throwing for more touchdowns. And really, in most of his games, he's thrown for at least four touchdowns. Mac Jones' pers- uh, c- completion percentage, his rating, his passer rating, I mean, he's, they both have played lights out. But, again, just the, the mere fact that, again, if, if, we're, if we're doing this show two years ago, this date two years ago, and both those guys have played, you know, they're veterans, and we were talking two years ago that down the road Kyle Trask and Mac Jones would be in two years the finalists or two of the top three or four choices for the Heisman Trophy. Nobody would have bought that. But you look at the Heisman Trophy over the last few years, AP, and almost, I'd say, what, four of the last six years, three of the last five years, the, the, the winner has sort of come out of nowhere to win it. You know, when you look back at their career over the last couple of years, and I know this is the state of Tennessee, and we're probably not even supposed to be discussing the Heisman Trophy. Uh, so we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on to other issues. But, but the Gators are very potent uh, offensively. You know, once again, Dan Mullen is doing what Dan Mullen does, and that's taking a quarterback. And that's yell at uh, Todd Grantham. Well, that's true. But taking a quarterback who, no matter what his skill set is, and fitting him to what he does offensively and having a lot of success. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's had a lot of success. Did a nice job at Mississippi State. That's a tough, tough job to to compete at and win at. And, you know, he had them number one in the country. Obviously, he had a nice quarterback there in Dak Prescott at the time. He did a good job with the quarterbacks that he's had every step along the way, whether it be as an OC of Florida or head coach of Mississippi State, now back as a head coach of the Gators. So uh, this is the Florida team that, you know, won 34-10 on Saturday. They were trailing 10-7 to with a minute to go in the first half. A uh, special teams blunder by Kentucky and uh, a punt return. I made that 14-10 at the half Gators and uh, then, you know, never looked back after that as uh, Kyle Pitts had himself a nice second half. And, you know, Florida's a team offensively, you know, going into the game, you're going to score in the 30s to beat them. And it's as simple as that. You're listening to The Nation, Chris Lowe and Austin Price. And The Nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by our friends at Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. If you were planning to buy a home this year, you might be asking yourself, is it still a good time to buy or is it even possible? Well, rest assured, the real estate industry has not shut down. It's still possible to find, tour, finance, and even close in a home virtually anywhere. MIG is ready to help you get pre-qualified through a complete touch-free process. With the power of technology, MIG can help you with an end-to-end digital mortgage experience. Let mortgage investors groups, experts, help you get started on the path to home ownership. So go to MIG's website, MIGonline.com, to chat with a licensed loan officer online and get moving today toward your home buying goals. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership. Coming up at uh, 6.15, we'll have Pat DeLeon, longtime long-time, uh, Florida Gators beat rider columnist down there in uh, in Gainesville. And uh, we'll take your phone calls from 630 to 7. That number, 1-800-688-8657. That's 1-800-688-8657. We're always, uh, always happy to be here with our good friends at the Texas Roadhouse. We're at the Morrell Road location tonight. A little nippy outside. Great night to come in and get a steak or 
AP's favorite grilled chicken, whatever is on the menu here, I can promise you it's good. But we will be here for at least another month or so and rotate around all the area locations at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, as we said, the Vols and the Gators on Saturday. The Gators open AP as an 18-point favorite over Tennessee. And so you got Tennessee, Florida this weekend. You got Vanderbilt and I think I think the Vanderbilt game is probably going to be moved. Have, have they already announced it moved? They've it? not. They, you know, originally, you know, I know Phillips said the other night on ball calls the 12th, but I think more likely the 19th. If you look at things, I it's agree. like Ole Miss and A&M right. is going to be on the 19th, which means Tennessee and A&M would have to be on the 12th. And A&M is going to want to play as many games as they possibly can, get as many as they can get in because they still have a shot to get into the playoffs. So. If Tennessee does indeed play in him on the 12th, which we think they will, that means Vanderbilt, Tennessee on the 19th, which, I mean, you look at, whew, of course, in Vanderbilt firing its head football coach today, Derek Mason. Yep. Uh, that's a game that, um, does either team want to play that game on the 19th? Well, I mean, I don't know if it behooves anybody. Obviously, I think Vanderbilt would want to play just to try to you well, know, get true. a win and, and those type of things. Tennessee trying to, honestly, Tennessee needs a win. You know, even if even if they lose the next two, just to get one, a win going into the off season after uh, what well, at the time would be a seven game losing streak, Chris, after winning eight in a row or whatever it was, nine in a row, whatever it was, I forget. And uh, you know, this is something where, like, if you're one of those players like a Trey Smith, does it behoove you to play in a, a lame duck game on the 19th just to just to fulfill a quota of games? Yeah, and you're seeing every week across the country a different player or two opting out. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, look, he, it, no one would blink an eye if he decided not to play in the game or anybody else. And here's why: because the game doesn't matter. Like, it, it, it just, it, they're, they're, again, they're just trying to get in, be able to say they had a ten-game schedule, they got them in, everybody was able to get ten games in or as many games as possible in, and. Uh, you know, the, the season was supposed to end this coming weekend. They built in the 12th as a potential buffer weekend, and then because of so many cancellations, they went ahead and said, well, we'll throw in some games on the 19th, which is the week of the SEC championship game. Um, I, I don't know if it behooves you to play games. Like A&M I get because, the, again, they need to play as many as possible to see if they could potentially backdoor into the college football playoff. But look, let's say, let's say A&M loses this weekend or to Tennessee or whoever before the 19th they're not going to get in at that point with two losses so like you know like i just don't know if playing the games on the 19th make any sense you know unless it is to get into the back side of the college football playoff and you you said a minute ago and i think it's certainly a a conversation that's warranted that tennessee needs you know certainly vanderbilt doesn't want to go winless but tennessee needs wins too but if you're tennessee and he gets down to playing vandy on the 19th with an interim coach as we said Derek mason fired today do you have more to more to you have more gain to lose, or more lose, to lose if you're lose. Tennessee? You have more to lose. I agree. I, you lose to Van, if you lose the next two weeks to Florida and Texas A&M, and you go into that Vanderbilt game and lose the Commodores with the interim head coach, and, and I won't even say whoever's coaching Tennessee at that point. Okay, and then obviously Jeremy Poole's the head football coach. At that point, you certainly open the door wide open to possibly the balls making a change. Here's the interesting dynamic here. Okay, South Carolina made their move. Vanderbilt made their move today. National signing day, the early period, is two weeks from Wednesday. That Vanderbilt game would be three days after 
right. kids have signed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's that it's just a it's it's an interesting dynamic that I don't think anybody's really talked about across the board. Is like, you know, firing a coach, let's say after the game on the twelfth or after the game on the nineteenth. I mean, normally the the season ends this weekend. Right. Like there's you know, this coming weekend would be the SEC championship game. So any of those teams that would have fired coaches would have ended their season. So you, you got know, a couple, couple of days weeks. ago. You got a couple of weeks if you're a kid to sort of you know make up your mind. Whereas if you're a kid going into that signing date and you think a team or two that's on your list may potentially make a change, how does that affect your decision? Yeah, which is why I, I, I think it, you know I, you hated the dreaded vote of confidence, but I, I think you know if you're a team that's got a lot of rumors out there about it, I think you need to. You know, if if you're firm with your guy, you need to you need to publicly back him and, and be stern in that because if you know it's only doing your program harm to allow those rumors and the uh, potential no, it uh, is. change to uh, be bannered about. But it, to play devil's advocate, you come out this week, whoever whatever the school is, it says you Austin Price is my head football coach. Yep, and then and you then, get you get boat race the next two weeks, and then you lose to Vanderbilt with an interim head coach. You paint. You sort of have you painted yourself you, you, into a corner. Correct. I, I agree. I, I I totally get it. I just think that you're. That's why you're kind of in a no-win situation. You know, if you if you, you could you potentially could paint yourself into a corner, but you could also do harm to the potential signing class. You know, and I mean, I've said for a couple of weeks now, the best thing Tennessee's got going forward in a five-game losing streak is COVID, because kids can't take visits. You're not seeing a whole lot of flip-flopping around. You know, I mean, you know, this is. Every, back in March, you know, when all a bunch of kids got in and reserved their spots across the country, not just with Tennessee, Ohio State had a run, Tennessee had a run, Oklahoma. Everybody said, "Oh, there'll be more decommitments in the class of 2021 than ever before," and it's actually been less than ever before. Why? Because kids can't take visits; they can pay their own dime, but you're still not getting to go into the facility, spend time with the coaches, all those type of things, and you've just seen less bouncing around. And I think that that's solely because, you know, the unknown out there having not been able to really spend time on most campuses. If you're a recruit and, you know, you kind of entered the process early and you took a bunch of unofficial visits last year and the year before last as a sophomore and as a junior, maybe you can figure that out. But, like, some of these kids haven't really been able to take visits and go see places. And I think that's a risky proposition to be – you know, toying and jumping around. If you're just joining us, Vanderbilt today firing head football coach Derek Mason. That's the second head coach in the SEC this year that has been fired. Of course, the first Will Muschamp at South Carolina. I do believe Shane Beamer, who was once upon a time a GA at Tennessee, now the assistant head coach for offense at Oklahoma, is the leader in the clubhouse at South Carolina. He's already talked to him. Uh, he's got a lot of ties to that state, a lot of support, uh, AP. He's getting a ton of support. For former players, I'm talking about big names at South Carolina. I do think he, I, I wouldn't say that's done, but I do think he's the leader in the clubhouse. Vanderbilt, it's going to be interesting to see. I, names to keep in mind there, I think Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator at Clemson, was somebody they're going to talk to. Uh, Will Healy, who was at Austin P, now at Charlotte. I think a guy that makes a lot of sense there is Army's Jeff Monken. Agreed. At, at Vanderbilt. Kind of a different type of offense. And, and a good football coach. And a guy that I think would be adaptable. To, to, be, to be a winner, uh, and I know James Franklin did it, uh, but he's he's the exception. The rule is Woody Woodenhofer and so on and so forth. To me, at a place like Vanderbilt, you've got to be different. 
you got to do something. You either, you, you either got to be like a Mike Leach and throw it everywhere, or you got to run the triple option. You got to be different. Like yes. you can't be like everybody else. Uh, I think Jay Norvell, who's who's been a, a, in a lot of different places, there's several different places around the country. He's in Nevada now, and Willie Fritz at Tulane's another guy to watch. Maybe Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. You know, another guy who's done a terrific job there at Coastal. How about this? We're going to take a break here. If somebody would have told you that there's two games this week involving ranked football teams, that one of those would be Liberty and Coastal Carolina. Would you have believed that, AP? Uh, with, I knew Coastal was coming. I don't know if I'd realize they would be on the scene as quick as they have been. Well, they lost like, they had like three or four losing seasons in a row before this year. Yeah, but you could t- kind of see start some of the remnants last year of them starting to really build. And Liberty went to a bowl uh, last year. But, and, but, but to see them both that are ranked in the AP poll, that's – I, I think that's the you know that's the year of COVID. That's right. I mean, you know, a different you, year. You, you got years teams in the Pac-12 that aren't ranked. I mean, they're playing less games. Um, if Ohio State misses another game, are they are they out of consideration for the playoffs? Well, they're out of consideration for the Big Ten championship game, which to me would mean they're not going to get in the playoff. Hey, if you're Michigan, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, if you're Michigan, would be the ultimate, would be the ultimate <laughs> middle finger. The ultimate middle finger. We can't play this week. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Our first one here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back in just one minute. We're glad to be here with the friends at Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. Visit one of their 16 locations throughout the state of Tennessee area. We're here at the Morrell Road location today. Do you hate to wait? Download the Texas Roadhouse mobile app and get your name added to the wait list before you arrive or order to go. Text Steak, S-T-E-A-K, to 68984 to become a Texas Roadhouse VIP. Enjoy information about specials and delicious gifts. Standard message and data rates apply. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs made from scratch sides and dressings, fresh baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you right now, so you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. Trust your sight to the eye care team that keeps the Vols in focus. University Eye Specialists. 
From routine eye exams, glasses and contacts, to LASIK, cataracts and other surgical procedures, you can count on University Eye Specialists. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville and Morristown. Request an appointment today at UniversityEye.com. University Eye Specialists. Proud to serve the UT Athletics Department since 1978. It's been a long off-season, and while this football season might look a little different, Dos Equis wants to remind you that nothing will change one of college football's oldest traditions, the proud tradition of drinking beer. Tailgate from anywhere with an ice-cold, refreshing Dos Equis. Whether you're watching in Neyland, cheering from home, or hosting a virtual game watch, nothing goes with college football like an ice-cold, refreshing cerveza. Dos Equis, proud sponsor of Tennessee football. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Copyright 2020. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. We welcome you back to The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse here, the Morrell Road location, just adjacent to West Town Mall. I'm with Austin Price. And we're going to go right to the phone lines and join my good friend, longtime buddy, a, uh, an icon in SEC media circles, longtime columns from the Gainesville Sun, Pat Dooley. Pat, my friend, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How about you? Good doing great. It's always good to hear from you. Listen, uh, by the way, Kyle Pitts just called another touchdown pass. <laughs> he's a unicorn, man. He is, he's unlike anything I've ever seen. We, we were talking in the first segment, Pat, and I told Austin, I said, Austin, can you imagine two years ago if we'd been having a discussion about Mac Jones and Kyle Trask being the front runners for the Heisman Trophy, people looked at us like we had four heads. From your vantage point, watching the season that Trask has put together, and I know Dan Mullen has been a, uh, a quarterback whisperer over his years, but from your vantage point, watching what he's done, the number he's, numbers he's put up and the kind of development he's made over the last couple of years, what's that been like? It, it's been amazing. I mean, I go back to last summer when I uh, I asked to have an interview with Kyle Trask, and um, and we sat down in the locker room, and, and, and I interviewed him, and his whole story was about why are you here? Why are you still here? You're not going to play, you know, and, and he's, you know, he talked a lot about how I don't believe in giving up. I don't believe in the transfer portal. I'm, I'm going to stick it out, and we'll see what happens. And, and guess what happens? He ends up having a good year last year when Frank gets hurt. And then, of course, is a Heisman. Uh, I don't want to I – don't, I don't ever say anybody's a front runner because, to me, we I don't even think about who I'm voting for the Heisman until we get right near the end. But um, he's certainly a candidate. Yeah, and I think it's, um, again, when you go back and look at Mullen's track record, you know, he's been able to to do this with different styles of quarterback, Pat. I mean, guys that um, weren't always the most highly rated or highly recruited guy coming in and always seems to get them to play the way he wants them to play at a high level and, and is really good at fitting what he wants to do offensively around those guys, isn't he? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Kyle Trask was a, you know, like a one-star recruit. Uh, when he, floor, the floor, the previous staff, you know, especially Doug Nussmeyer and uh, Doug Nussmeyer to talk Jim McElwain to take them. They saw him in a, in a camp here in Florida, and they and they liked his talent, but he wasn't starting. 
And so when Mullen walks in the door, he's like, why is there even a two-star guy on our on our roster? Is this, is this part of the problem that we've got all these guys who, who are not, you know, highly, highly recruited players? But uh, he had to kind of understand where, what Kyle was able to do. But let's not forget, when he walked in the door, he saw Felipe Franks and went, wow, I got a guy who can run, a guy who's got a cannon arm. This could be another Dak Prescott, and and so he went with him, which a lot of people now are saying, well, why would he have done that? But I think it makes sense when you, when you when you're starting new on a job, and then um, of course Kyle Trask got hurt, uh, got you know he was probably going to start the uh, South Carolina game and got hurt uh, in practice that week, and so uh, the year before he broke his foot and missed the whole year, so. There were other things working against Kyle and any chance he had to play, but it's been pretty amazing to watch uh, and just see how they're able to do this with an offense that lost four receivers to the NFL last year, you know, and, and, and bring out, bring on the next group of guys, you know, um, and of course Kyle Pitts has been a big part of that. Pat, it's Austin. Let's switch gears to the defense. Obviously, that's the the group that you know. If Florida's going to you know get past Alabama and 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 get to the college football playoff and and do those type of things, they're the group that has to kind of step up their game a little bit. Where have you seen them improve defensively from maybe that Ole Miss A and M kind of start to the season to now? Well, they're better, but they're still not a great defense. Uh, they they still run in. in laps they have lapses especially early in games i mean the first few drives kentucky was just gashing them with the run and they they couldn't stop them and they made some adjustments they've got the personnel to do better than they do sometimes and uh, in, in this case you know Kyrie campbell was a big factor he didn't play in those first three games and it was huge not having him in the middle they were kind of moving guys around and they they, they couldn't find themselves defensively so they're a better defense. And here's the weird thing about this team. They uh, gave up 175 yards in the first half to Kentucky, uh, a team that doesn't throw the ball well, but they gave up 175 yards to them. And then they gave up, I think, 39 yards in the second. So they, they do seem to have run in spurts. And, and when, they, when they're good, they can be really good. And they had three picks in the game in the second half, all in the second half. But when they're bad, I mean, sometimes the Gator fans just sit there and go, what happened to a, a great defense that, that Florida usually plays? Pat, we talked a little bit, the two of us earlier today, about the playoff picture, the SEC picture, et cetera. So let's let's say Florida and Bama meet in the SEC championship game. I think we all agree if, if Alabama wins, they're the easy number one seed. Florida wins, though, I think they're a lock. I, mean, I know that there have been maybe some discussion that that maybe there might depend on what happens, but I, I just I have a hard time believing an SEC champion with one loss would ever not get into the playoff. To me, the bigger question is if that's Bama's only loss and it's a close game, you you think the tide's still getting at that point? It's going to be well. It's going to depend a lot on what else is out there, what they have to choose from. Obviously, if Notre Dame. Uh, wins out and then beats Clemson in the championship game, Clemson's not getting in. If Clemson beats Notre Dame, now you got to look at Notre Dame and Clemson both. Um, 
you know, I don't know how seriously they're really going to look at Cincinnati. Um, BYU's got no chance. And it's not their fault that they played a bad schedule, but they had played a bad schedule because some conferences shut down and wouldn't play against them. They had a great schedule uh, lined up. Um, and I don't, I just don't see, obviously, the, the, the big, tw- or the Pac 12, and the, I don't think the Big 12 is going to get anybody in. So it may, they may have not, not, choices i mean where it could be you get all alabama and texas a&m in to the playoff <laughs> can you, know? you imagine I mean, the gnashing of the teeth can you imagine if that scenario were to, to occur pack can you imagine the gnashing of the teeth around the rest of the country oh they'll lose their minds and a lot of this is predicated on whether ohio state plays enough games or not if they if they go five and oh and they can't play for, for a championship i know that they're going to try and do everything they can to get to six or seven games. Um, and, and I know that they're going to try to, even if they didn't get to the minimum required to play a championship game, they'll probably schedule somebody else. They'll play a game that day to try to get more wins. And, I mean, you, you watch them play, and they're, they're really good. I don't think they're any better than, than Clemson or Notre Dame or, or Alabama, and maybe not better than Florida or, or, or uh, Texas A&M. So I don't. Just because they're, you know, they've got a really good team doesn't mean they deserve to be in it. So that's going to be the, the thing we don't know. If, if, if Ohio State goes 5-0 and and they're trying to, to put together a last-minute game to get to 6-0, and how is the committee going to look at them versus how they're going to look at a team that played an all-SEC schedule and went, you know, nine and one if it's Texas A and M, or certainly ten and one if it's Florida, or ten and one if say Florida beat Alabama. So you would have three teams there that, that to me seem more worthy than a than a five and zero, oh, you know, Big Ten. All right, Pat. Let's play. Let's. Let, you're going to be the committee. This is how this thing shakes out. All right. Alabama loses a narrow game to Florida in Atlanta. A and M wins out, and you got three SEC teams all have beat each other. And have one loss. Ohio State does not meet the required requirements to get to the Big Ten championship game, and Notre Dame beats Clemson in the ACC title game, giving Clemson two losses, both to the Irish. Who are your four? And in theory, could you go? You know, I mean, who 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 gets in? Don't don't tempt me because I may go. Uh, I may go Alabama, Notre Dame. Texas A&M in Florida. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I mean, it, 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 that's and, possible. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and you look, imagine? I would think it – because, look, the bottom line is if, if Florida beats Alabama, Florida did what A&M couldn't do, even though A&M beat Florida by three points, um, you know, at home early in the year. So, I, I – boy, I tell you what, I, I think it's all predicated on Ohio State, but there's a lot of – a lot of it is – can Florida really beat Alabama? And right now, it's hard to see that scenario because Alabama's defense seems to have found itself and figured things out. You know, they can overcome all these COVID cases that are involving Saban. Um, it, you know, they've got a great offense, just like Florida has, but probably a better defense. We know they have better players in Florida. They've got better recruited, you know, more recruited five-star guys in Florida does. So 
Um, but, you know, it's college football, so we'll watch the game and see what happens. That's right, man. Well, you know, Pat, I can never have a conversation without leaving you on this note. Well, here we go. Okay, Pat Dooley. <laughs> I, played, I played golf with the ball coach the other day. He did, was, uh, did, did, he, did he count all of his strokes? Oh, he, you, know, you know he counts them all. And he counted he did, yours, uh, too. A couple times, though, we were playing with a guy, and he said, uh, I made you up. You sure it wasn't seven? So, um, but yeah, he had a bad drive one time. He goes, too many back surgeries. So, uh, yeah, I know he's uh, he's struggling with his game right now. I think we all we're getting to that age where we can't we can't just pop it a long way the way we used to. But it's still always it's never um, dull to be to play around a golf with him. No, sure. no, it's not. I, I tell you what, I know that probably a lot of Tennessee fans don't agree with me on this, but. College football is not as much fun without the head ball coach on the sidelines. I um no, and that and that's the great thing, Chris. Is I still get him. I get him all the time. We talk. He calls. Oh he'll yeah. Call at halftime of some games and then say, "Are we ever going to stop him? Get the ball back?" <laughs> the random calls from the HBC, and I get them too. Or there's there's nothing like them. Hey, listen, man. Oh, yeah. I uh I appreciate you spending some time with us, Pat. Man, we look forward to catching up with you down the road. And uh, next time you play with him, tell him I said to be sure and put out those. Two and three foot putts. All right. Yeah. Well, he does. Believe me, uh, he 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 puts them all out, and he makes sure you do too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Pat, thanks, buddy. It's good to catch up, man. Anytime, buddy. We'll see all right. you, man. That's Pat Dooley, a longtime veteran columnist with the Gainesville Sun, checking in with us tonight on the Nation. We'll take our second break here and be back in just a couple minutes. Hello, fans. For the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs, locally owned and operated. Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdknoxville.com. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Have you struggled with your glasses fogging up when wearing a mask this year? Now more than ever, Dr. Colby Stewart and his team at Tennessee LASIK are here for you. Visit TNLASIK.com or call 865-966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants to help you see the Vols in 2020. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Hey, Tennessee fans, let's take school spirit to the next level. Pick up the official Power T debit card from First Horizon and show your big orange spirit with every purchase. It's almost as great as a volunteer touchdown. Touchdown, Tennessee! That's the official Power T debit card, only from First Horizon. Coach Pruitt knows what we're talking about. First Horizon, the official bank of the Vols, and this ball coach. First Horizon, proud to be the official bank of the Vols. 
Turn your game day up a notch with Twisted Tea, the original hard iced tea. Twisted Tea is a real brewed tea with a twist of lemon, and it's next level delicious. But it's not your grandma's iced tea, unless she spiked it with 5% alcohol. Try the original or the half and half, which is half lemonade, half hard tea. It's more than just a hard iced tea. It's a whole new attitude for gridiron greatness. Twisted Tea. Keep it twisted. Proud supporter of Tennessee football. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, welcome back into the show. We certainly thank all of our sponsors and we remind fans that this season to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages to support University of Tennessee Athletics, Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment. It's made to chill, twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon, light and crisp, truly hard seltzer, and ice-cold Dos Equis Cerveza, distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember to celebrate responsibly, and 21 means 21. All right, AP, um, tell you what, we uh, if, if you want to uh, join us tonight here, the last half of the show, give us a call at one 800 688 8657. Again, that number 800 688 8657. What, uh, you know, we we're talking, you, you said at the outset of the show that Tennessee going to have a few guys out, contact tracing issues. Um, Florida seems to be pretty much full speed. You know, they had some, you know, Florida's one of those teams like Alabama, Georgia. A lot of the teams, AP, that seem to have a – remember LSU and some of them back in July um, had a lot of, uh, of, of positives. Haven't seemed to experience as much of that later in the season. Tennessee had that stretch back before the season started and have continued to have guys that have been in quarantine and just haven't gotten a lot of practice. I think that's the part of this whole challenge that we probably don't spend enough time talking about is guys that – have been in quarantine a couple different times or, or for long stretches and haven't really had a chance to practice much. Chris, when all is said and done, there'll be a few of these kids that have will have missed over 40 days, three bouts with contact racing. And you, if you don't think that that matters, you're fooling yourself, especially with guys that haven't played a ton of football or haven't been in your program very long. Like, you know, 40 days for a guy like Trey Smith would have an effect. But think about it for a guy that's, you know, less of a player, you know, or, or a player that maybe has talent but hasn't been around in, in your program very long. That has a huge impact. I mean, there are countless guys in this program that have had to miss two bouts. There are a few that have had to miss three bouts of contact tracing, and, again, that's 42 days. Two of it would be 28 days. That's a month. That's almost six weeks of time just sitting around. You're not working out. You're not developing. You're not learning. Taylor, let's take a call. We've got a, we'll a short segment this uh, segment. Let's go ahead and get a squeeze in a call here. Marty, we appreciate you calling. You're on the nation. How you doing, Chris? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing good. Long time no talking. Same here, man. What's on your mind? I don't know, Chris. I was just wondering how you think um, how you think this end of the season is going to wind up for Tennessee. 
And do you think they they might make a coaching move? Well, we, we were talking about this outside of the show, Mar- Marty. I, I think that I don't think right now there's a, a lot of appetite to make a coaching move for a lot of reasons: money, COVID year, um, more turnover in the program. At some point, you got to quit, you know, hiring and firing guys every three or four years. But I do believe if Tennessee were to lose out and just not be very competitive against Florida and A&M, and then they play that Vanderbilt game on the 19th, and they were lose to a Vanderbilt team that has an interim coach, then I think at that point you leave the door wide open for Tennessee to potentially make a change. That's my, that's my honest answer. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, Hugh Freeze is my, my first choice, but, but I'm kind of glad to see that uh, South Carolina is going toward Shane Beamer because I think that leaves an extra coach on the on the on the out there for for us to look at. Because I really I really like Chadwell uh, at the Coastal Carolina. What do you think about him? Done a great job. And and remember, he was there for a couple years as OC before he got the head job last year. And you know, Austin was mentioning this a minute ago. You know, they they it's sort of been building. They spent some money. On facilities there, they reinvested in the program, uh, and he's a guy. I, I tell you, I, I like Jamie. A, he's an Anderson County boy, okay, so he's a local boy. He got, he got he's, got a, like, he's a Campbell County boy that moved to Anderson. Okay, County. but I, yes, I, he is from here. He played in Anderson County, okay, His senior year. But he, either way, he's a local boy, so you always got a root for those local guys. Correct. But I like the fact that he's. You talk about a guy that's the epitome of working his way up. Through the rank, the oh, coaching yeah. Georgia Southern, right on up. Delta State. I mean, he, he's been, he's done it all, and uh, and here he is at a place like Coastal Carolina that, I think they're only in their fourth year, as a full fledged FBS member. Think about it. They got Dustin Johnson wins the Masters, and now, Coastal Carolina's ranked. So, Marty, he's going to get a shot somewhere. I mean, he he's done too good a job there, and and I don't know, I don't know how many jobs are going to come open this year because of the COVID year. But I would bet you next year there's going to be a lot of turnover, and next year may be the more realistic opportunity for him to get a, uh, a head job. But we uh, we got to go ahead and take this uh, this break. We're right up against it, man. We appreciate you listening, and we appreciate you calling, Marty. Uh, he's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We're going to take uh, our third and final break here on The Nation. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. I want to remind Vol fans that your vote matters even when it comes to your debit card. First Horizon is rolling out a new Tennessee-themed debit card, and you can help select the new card design. Vote for your favorite Big Orange debit card now through the end of this month, and you will automatically be registered to win weekly prizes, including Tennessee football tickets. Simply go to firsthorizon.com forward slash balls. A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, it's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. 
Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage license 109111. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make Account Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Take it to the house this season with Truly Hard Seltzer. Whether you're tailgating or home gating, Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer is a refreshing mix of lemonade and hard seltzer that's perfect for game day excitement. If life gives you lemons, keep the good times going with Truly. So bring the flavor and your volunteer spirit to game day like only you can. We'll keep it light, crisp, and crushable. Truly Hard Seltzer. Live Truly. Proud supporter of Tennessee Athletics. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, back here in the final segment tonight of The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse, just adjacent to Westtown Mall, and we want to remind fans to get your Papa Murphy's Pizza Fix every Monday in November and help the Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. All Papa Murphy's Pizza locations in the Knoxville area are donating 15% of their proceeds on Monday's back to Second Harvest. Additionally, Papa Murphy's is collecting non-perishable food items on behalf of Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. So donate today, and all who donate will get a free cookie dough from Papa Murphy's Pizza. So, AP, we'd hope to be talking a little Tennessee hoops by now, but the Vols having to pause team activities and postponing, canceling, whatever. Two of their games this past week, Rick Barnes Still isolating, recovering from uh, testing positive from COVID. Had a chance to talk to Coach Barnes last week and see he was doing fine. Just, I think, like most people, going a little stir-crazy in isolation. Uh, Tennessee, I guess, scheduled next to play this coming Saturday against Cincinnati. Well, I know one thing in talking to people around town and just people in the basketball world, a lot of expectations for this team. You know, a lot of new faces, a lot of talent. Yeah. A team with a lot of length and athleticism. I think we'll def- be able to defend the way we had Coach Barnes on last week, but certainly can defend and, 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 and press people and, and really extend the defense the way he likes to. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a basketball team that, you know, has got a ton of expectations, but I think the best thing they've got going for it is, is you've got a, such a, a foundation of veterans or guys that have at least been in the program for one year, if not a lot longer, that like the pressure on the Jaden Springers and Keon Johnsons is so small compared to what it'd be, you know, if they were the Kentucky route, where you know, literally they're replacing their top players every year. So um, I, I think that you know having these vets that have been here, done that, they know how to work, they know how to play uh, in, within the framework of what Coach Barnes wants to get done. I think helps Tennessee even with this delayed start to the season because you know again, anytime you've got some vets that have been around a while. There's just a nice cushion there for anything that goes potentially wrong. All right, sticking with the hoops theme, your favorite part of the show, the Marathon Question of the Week. Stop by your friendly neighborhood marathon station today. You'll discover how a full tank of freedom means that no matter what you're up for, they'll take you wherever you want to go. Marathon fueling the American spirit of the new faces. Remember, there are several freshmen, a couple transfers, 
Um, Who's the one that you're looking forward to seeing play the most? Well, I think it's Keon Johnson because the hype that's built around him this offseason. I mean, you're talk, people talking about lottery pick and all this stuff. I'm not sure I realized he was that good a year ago when he committed to Tennessee, uh, and, and obviously his game's continued to progress. So uh, it would definitely be Keon Johnson. Um, you know, and, and then you know, outside of that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of interested to see what Josiah James looks like in year two. Mm-hmm. What Coach Barnes does from a development standpoint with so many of these players over the years, if you had told me that John Fulkerson would become the player he's become, if you had told me that Eve Ponds <laughs> would become the player he's become, you know, two years ago, it's kind of like the whole Trask, uh, you know, Mike Jones argument you made earlier in the show. I mean, like, would, if, if you said both those kids were going to be what they are right now, and that's, you know, an all-SEC performer and then defensive player of the year, uh, would, would two years ago, would you have thought that was possible? Because I, I would have thought maybe slightly, but probably it's far-fetched. Yeah, the Vols in Cincinnati scheduled to play this Saturday uh, in Thompson Bowling Arena. Certainly look forward to that game. I really, really was looking forward to Tennessee going up against Gonzaga in the Jimmy V Classic. That one uh, canceled as well. I... Um, when I think, when I, you know, in talking to Coach Barnes and people around that program, you know, the one thing that's, and it sort of shows you some of the versatility in the, in the interchangeable parts, they were working Keon Johnson some at the lead guard position, the point guard position. You know, out there, I think he's, he's got that kind of ability. I think they've got a couple guys that can play that role. But, you know, you want to be able to have guys like that you can move around. And I think the thing with this team, too, is who's going to be their enforcer inside? You know, they're, they're not going to be real tall. They're not going to have a lot of beef inside. You know, Anasiki's a guy who's transferring in. I think that Rick talked about him last week, sort of being a, a tough-minded guy. That, and I think you, this was your question to him. That doesn't really have to have a lot of shots in a game or have the ball in his hands a lot. He's going to rebound, get some garbage points for you, play tough defense. But all you know, all teams are going to have a shot to play for a championship or maybe have a chance to make a run for the Final Four, you got to have some of those guys inside. And I think that's sort of what you don't know definitively about this team at this point. Yeah, I mean, again, there are some questions, but to me there's a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more answers that we know about this team than than there are questions about it. So, uh, you know, I I think this this Tennessee team has gone all world possibilities. Um, they just need to kind of get going and understand there's going to be bumps in the road. And that's something Coach Martin's talked about last week. There's going to be starts and stoppages and, and delays, and you just got to hang in there and, and see what happens. And, you know, when you start talking about anticipation, and I know the Grant Williams last year, there was a lot of anticipation going into that year. Um, but I think this one, in a lot of ways, it's it's a little bit different because of the COVID thing and, You've had the postponement and the season starting later, and who knows how many games we're going to get in. But, you know, just in just sheer anticipation and expectations and people really wanting to see this basketball team playoffs, and I, mean, I think it's right up there with some of the more recent ones I can remember of Tennessee basketball. Well, and, and especially when you add in the fact that the football season has not went like That's many true. had hoped. It's amped it up even more. And then all of a sudden you have this shutdown for two weeks. So, like, you know, I mean, there's. I think that ultimately, like, the anticipation is reaching kind of a fever pitch as we head into the start of the season. Yep, Tennessee, Florida, this Saturday, a 3:30 CBS game. Uh, as we said, 
look like Texas A&M the next Saturday after that, and then yeah. assuming everything shakes out, Tennessee Vandy on December 19th. We certainly want to thank Pat Dooley for joining us tonight, and all you fans for joining us every Sunday night. We'll do it again next Sunday night here at the Texas Roadhouse for Austin Price. I'm Chris Lowe. You're listening to The Nation. You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service 12 area east tennessee restaurants by marathon featuring top tier clean gasoline for peak performance stop by your neighborhood marathon station marathon fueling the american spirit by university eye specialists helping you live life in focus since 1935 and by dosekis nothing goes with college football like an ice cold refreshing dosekis cerveza keep it interessante and please enjoy dosekis Responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports and the SEC. This is The Nation, signing off.